praise the Lord. Thank you for tuning in to Narda Gitson Ministries Teaching Broadcast. I am Narda Gitson, your host, and today I have a word from the Lord, and this word will transform your life if you apply the principles of God's word through faith and obedience. I'll be reading from Matthew 5:24. So Jesus went with him, and a large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had, a, who had been afflicted for 12 years by an issue of bleeding. She had borne much agony under the care of many physicians and had spent all she had but to no avail. Instead, her condition had only grown worse. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of your son, Yeshua. Your presence is what we seek. Nothing else matters. Disclose, unveil, and expose your heart to us today. Let your word speak to our life's condition. We came empty so that you would fill us. Fill our hearts. Fill our minds. Permeate the atmosphere of this broadcast and let your truth echo through the airways. Let it interrupt every demonic interference that would attempt to hinder your word from falling on good ground. I speak to the principalities and powers of the air, and I neutralize your activity. I silence your voices. I shut down and blind monitoring eyes and release the anointing of Yeshua. Holy Spirit, come. Come and glean the souls of men today. Let this holy word fall on good ground and let it yield a hundredfold return for your kingdom. We invite you to shatter our ignorance with your knowledge. Destroy our ideologies, yes. Tear down our theories and conclusions. Let your word pulverize through our earthly opinions and our limited perceptions. Invade our religious mindsets and uproot any false teaching. And let them be replaced by the power of your truth. Let your wisdom be multiplied and let it hoover over us and let it wrap itself around us. Let it serve as a shield to cover and protect our minds like a powerful helmet. Shed the light of your truth and let it shine on our ways, O oh God. Now I ask you, Father, respond to those who are calling on your name and others who may be waiting to hear on their instructions and directions from you. For those who are sincerely seeking your face, we want to learn more of you. We need you. Answer their prayers today. And Father, as I submit myself to your Lordship, I welcome your Holy Spirit, my comforter. Yes, you are my teacher. So teach us today. Instruct us on how we ought to live as we give ourselves to you. In Yeshua's name, the name that is above every name, amen and amen. The blood, the blood disorder. The blood disorder was killing and taking the very life out of her. It had already taken everything she owned financially, and now it was draining and eating her alive physically, spiritually, mentally, and socially. This nameless woman whose issue gives her the identity we have come to know her by today as the woman with the issue of blood. In Mark chapter 5 and verse 26, the Bible records to us about a woman who had an issue for over a decade. 
12 years to be exact. It describes to us her condition and how she suffered under the care of numerous physicians. To make matters worse, after spending all she had financially, her condition worsened. Is there anyone today facing a condition that has gone from bad to worse? I want you to know that God has a word for you today, yes. Do you know that the area of your greatest pain has everything to do with your purpose? But you see, pain can be so traumatizing that it can literally cause blindness. And what do I mean by that? Pain has the ability to to warp our vision so that we cannot see hope or a future or things getting any better, thereby birthing another enemy to our destiny called paralysis. But you see, there's something special about this nameless woman. Even though her issue had become her identity, she refused to let it cripple her. I don't know what you're contending with today. I, I don't know what negative report you received that said you would have to live with your condition. But what I do know is that God's got a tissue for your issue and is wrapped up in the word. Just because tragedy strikes, when it strikes the heart, the home, or the health, and it begins to flood and invade the life, it doesn't mean we have to remain trapped in this twisted cycle. We don't ever have to remain a basket case caught in the whirlwind of its fury. Luke thirteen eleven recounts to us another woman with an issue. And this woman's infirmity caused her to live a life well bent over for 18 long years. In fact, it says that she was bent double. Meaning, meaning that she was bent completely forward and then downwards as in a bowing position so that she couldn't raise herself up. How horribly depressing and painful to have lived a life of so long, not being able to look up to see the sun, the beautiful sky, or even the clouds on a warm spring day. How lonely it must have felt to not be able to look into people's faces to see their smiles and expressions. Her life has to come to looking down all the time and, and gazing at the dirt beneath her feet. With her twisted and deformed body, I'm sure she felt hopeless, not ever being able to see the bright side of life. What has hit your life that has you bent over and looking down? What issue are you staring at today that has made a room in your home? I want you to know that deliverance has come. Healing has come. Hope has come, glory to God. And it has come through the volume of his book and his words today. Many years ago, I had an issue that caused my life to become topsy-turvy. Without Yeshua in my life, there was no way that I would have made it out alive. When my world, as I knew it, came crashing, caving, and crumbling down right before my eyes. And like these women, too, I, too, had an issue that caused my spirit, my soul, and my body to become twisted in its grief and pain until I couldn't even see straight anymore. My issue may not have been a physical illness, but it was an emotional destruction that caused very similar outcomes. 
I was so emotionally wounded and broken that my spiritual condition had me bound, bowed, and bent over. Talk about being an emotional basket case. I was it. Just like these two women and others in the Bible, my issue had me sick of one day. One day, God healed my emotional wounds and gave me my life back. If day after day, year after year, you find yourself still attached to your issue, if you are left a basket case, codependent, a prisoner, and a victim after spending all your time, your energy, and your monies on counseling and therapy, on those one-to-one sessions, these psychological testings and reviews, and these never-ending meetings and groups, I want you to grab a new sacred and biblical perspective because I'm about to put a lot of them out of business today. Because the healer, the great physician is here to administer the antidote, to give you the inoculations that doctors can't fix, that the witch can't conjure, and that the spiritist and medium cannot create. Listen, beloved, the only thing as a child of God you will ever need to be codependent on is Yeshua and his word. Why? Because the word of God is medicine. There is nothing more solid secure and safe as the word of the Lord. When everything else fails, God's word will not fail. It will serve as a shield of protection around you. Hear what Proverbs chapter 4 and verses 20 through 22 say. My son, my daughter, my child, give attention to my words. In other words, I want you to take notice to observe. Incline your ear to my sayings. And that word right there, incline, means to, you know, like put your hand to your ear, to lean, to bend, or or bow toward what I'm about to say to you. Do not let them depart from your eyes. In other words, stay focused. Keep them in the midst of your heart. And this right here is preparing the platform for your promise. Hear me. Verse 22 says, for they are life to those who find them, and health to all the flesh. I'm going to repeat that. For they are life to those who find them, and health to all their flesh. Listen, I need you to take a daily dose of this gospel pill that's being poured out. If you receive this word, it will transform and bring health and healing to the broken areas of your life. You see, what was the purpose? What was the purpose of the Messiah coming? He came to not only forgive our sins and redeem and reconcile reconcile us back to the Father, but he defeated death and the grave, and he also provided to us life and healing. Yeshua came to set the captives free, and he can break any bondage, any addiction, and heal any condition and issue in your life, because whom the Son sets free, hallelujah, is free indeed. And like the woman with the issue of blood, I know you're probably tired. I know you're exhausted, but I've come to breathe life and strength and to rekindle your dying flame. Don't forfeit the race. The Lord is greater than any overwhelmed, tired, and wounded heart. I need you to persevere and push. Because the promise is even in thy mouth, even if that means bowing down low to push through. I know what they said. 
I know what the doctors told you. I know what the report reveals, but you are fighting for your life. Listen, Isaiah 53 and verse 1 says, who has believed our message? Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Guess what? God wants to reveal his mighty arm to you, my friend, his arm of deliverance, his arm of healing. You've tried everything and have been less depleted. And I need you to push, push through like the woman who pressed through the people and the mindset, and she broke through cultural boundaries to get to her place of victory. The woman with the issue of blood, even though all her resources had dried up, she refused to let it wipe her out mentally. She would not give up. Even our very breath belongs to the Lord. I'm certain she heard of Yeshua's fame and how he performed miracles and healed people of their illnesses. And so when she heard that Yeshua was coming to town, this was her moment. It was her last chance at living. And you know what? She probably said, I'm not going to let this pass. She had one thing left. She had her faith, and she was not afraid to use it because at this point, it was do or die. And I can just imagine as Yeshua, you know, he's passing through the streets, engulfed by the paparazzis of, of, of spectators and the herd of people surrounding him. It's impossible to reach him. Plus, listen, she also knows that because of her blood disorder, she is by law considered an unclean woman. So what is she to do? The Bible says that she, lego, L-E-G-O, lego, which means to say, to repeat over and over and over, if I could only but touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. If I could only but touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. This is what the woman said. When you have come to the fork in the road, when you have a desperate need, when you are facing a dire situation, when it is a matter of life and death, listen, it doesn't matter what others think or even what it looks like. All I know is that I want to live. She was fragile. She's a feeble woman. The blood disorder keeps her fatigued and without energy. It was draining her of life. But, oh, she wanted to live. She wanted to live. Who wants to live to, today? She's, she's weakened, but she wants to live. I don't know who I'm speaking to, but if this is you, if you're facing a health crisis and the report they've given you is terminal, I want you to know that with God, nothing is impossible. God is your only answer. And Yeshua is on this broadcast. And, yes, you can live. Because the scripture says that it is God's will for you to be healed. God wants to touch you. He wants to heal you. He wants to restore your health because he loves you and because he is good. But this woman, this little lightweight woman, she had determination. She was a force to be reckoned with, and she was fierce in her faith. This woman who was not, listen, she was not supposed to be in the mix of things. She was an outcast. And if you understand anything about the culture of her day, she was considered unclean. And if anyone touched her, they too would be considered unclean. You see, her issue had her all messed up. It had her segregated from society, from the outside world, from life. 
her issue had her ostracized. Listen, it had her suppressed, depressed, and so oppressed that she couldn't even stand straight anymore. But in her thought, she said, if I could only just touch the hem of his garment. And she pushed. She humbled herself. And she pushed. She went down on the low. And she pushed. She didn't care what others thought. And she pushed. She pressed through the mindset of people. And she pushed. She cried out to the Savior. And she pushed despite the report. And she pushed despite what the doctor said. And she pushed past the naysayers. And she pushed. She pressed through the crowd. She pushed and she pressed that she showed up when Yeshua was passing through. Let me tell you something, friends. The lack of faith in religious folks will help you die a lot faster if you let them. But she says, I've got to get mine. You see, this woman's perseverance broke through the rules of legalism because she showed up. She believed in her heart that all she needed was to touch the hem of his garment and it would be enough. This woman wasn't thoughtless or careless. Listen, she gave careful consideration to her plan. She knew that to touch anybody would make them unclean, and she didn't want to hurt anyone. So what does she do? She humbles herself and goes down on the dirty ground, and she begins to crawl through the crowd of people. I'm sure her hands and knees got scraped and cut. They probably even got stepped on, in addition to the pain of having to drag her own frail, weakened body. But she pushed. And then finally, finally she sees his garment as she's laying on this rocky, dirty, muddy ground. And she stretches out just far enough that she can hear her bones crack from the painful stretch. And as she's reaching out for her very life, her bony fingers make contact. And she touches the hem of the master's garment. Instantly virtue, life, healing flowed out from him that it stopped him dead in his tracks. And he turns around to ask, who touched him? The disciples, they're stunned and they're confused. And they, they ask, what do you mean, who touched you? Don't you see all these people around you trying to get to you? They're shoving, they're shoving us to touch you, to get to you. What do you mean, who touched you? It's amazing how people can walk beside you for years, for years, and miss to touch the essence of who you really are because they've become so used to walking with you. The disciples walked with Jesus for hours and days and for weeks and months and years and, and did not touch him on the level like how this nameless woman touched him. Be careful. Be careful that your life doesn't become so religiously ritualistic that you become used to walking and, and watching and working for the Lord, you know, and you, and you forget to reach out and touch him with the heart of your worship. And in Matthew 9.22 it says, but Yeshua turned around and when he saw her, he saw her, he said, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. 
And the woman was made whole from that hour. Beloved, I want you to look past the critics. Be like the woman with the issue of blood who not only pressed through crowds of people physically, but she pressed through the mindsets of folks who had a predisposed place for her. They had her future already mapped out and planned, and that was that she didn't have a future, that this would be her portion forever, but the devil is a liar. Had she not pressed, she would have never received her miracle. Had she not pushed, she would have never have remained physically bent over. Had she not positioned her heart and mind to keep going, she would not have been able to stand up straight. Her pressing touched Yeshua in a way those who had been walking with him for years had not. Refuse to let people and their words box you in. You see, our God is mighty and he is strong and his promises are yes and amen. Today, they may recognize you because of your issue, but one touch from the master and you'll be remembered because of his love. Glory to God. And it'll be that powerful touch that platforms you into your divine purpose. You see, my God is a mighty healer and the restorer of health. I want you to know Jehovah Rapha, the healer, wants to touch your issue. Like this woman, if you have been placing your life in empty promises, if you have spent all that you've had looking for physicians to heal you and bring relief to your condition, only for it to be coming up dry and empty, I want you to know that he's here. The answer that you are seeking will not be found in humanistic readings and teachings. It won't be found in witch doctors and yoga meditations and mediums and spiritualists. Your answer is not going to be found in there. And when you are tired of searching, and when you have exhausted all your earthly and human possibilities, there is one that lives that will never leave you empty. I want you to, to, to know this Jehovah Rapha, God, the healer, because he is healing. I want you to call out to him today. And by faith, I want you to touch him because as you reach out to him, he will reach out to you. The Bible says that when she touched him, power was released, and she was healed. God is not a man that he should lie, beloved. If you have to throw your doubters and your naysayers out of the room and close the door behind you, then do it. In Luke 8, Yeshua, he threw a bunch of unbelieving people up out of the room, and he closed the door when healing Jairus' daughter. I speak strength to you. So go ahead and move forward. Strike through those obstacles. Press through the they said paparazzi. Press through the mindset. Press through your critics. Press through the reports. Press and pass the antagonists and every sort of opposition that's saying, that's screaming, that's shouting to you that there is no more hope because I've come to reverse this curse of a lie. There is hope in God. Don't let people make you miss your miracle because of their unbelief. The woman kept releasing faith words. Hear me. Remember, she lego, which means to say, to repeat over and over. She actually exercised the legal principle of Proverbs 18.21 that says, life and death are in the power of the tongue, and those who love to talk will eat what it produces. I'm going to repeat that. Life and death are in the power of the tongue, and those who love to talk will eat what it produces. She called it. She named it. She told it. 
she commanded it unto that which, not, which she not only meditated and declared, but believed within herself, manifest, manifested the virtue miracle, the virtuous miracle on the outside. If you believe and receive this word of life today, I declare to you that you shall not die, but live to, to declare the works of the Lord. Because there is a bomb in Gilead, and again, his name is Jehovah Rapha, the God that healeth thee. Isaiah 53 and verse 5 is our promise. And it says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Hallelujah. Once again, Father, I have delivered your word to your people. I have obeyed your voice. Now, Lord, sanctify them through your truth, for thy word is truth. Lord, I lift up and pray for those who are suffering in the health arena, whether, whether it be physical, emotional, or psychological. I pray that this word has restored their hope and that they will grab a hold of every promise you have made concerning healing. In Matthew 9, 29, it says, Then he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, will it be done to you? And their eyes were opened. Open the eyes of those listening to this, this broadcast. And as the woman with the issue of blood touched your garment and was made whole, because you and your word are one, may those who touch the hem of this living word today experience the same virtue, the same power, the same healing, oh God, and the same freedom that can only come from you. May they rise with healing in their wings. In Matthew chapter 7, you said, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a snake? So if you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good things to those who ask him? If healing weren't possible, you would not have made it available. Reveal this truth to the hearts of your people today. I don't ever want to close this program without extending an invitation to pray for anyone who does not know Yeshua. You might know him as Jesus. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Friend, tomorrow is not promised to you, to me, to any of us. And like many traveling through the oceans of life, I know that these storms have been brutal. I want you to know that God, the Father, loves you and has a plan for your life. But you see, it's our sins, our rebellion against God and his word that will keep us separated from him. But his son, Yeshua, is calling you. He's saying, come. All, come, all who are burdened and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. For I am the door to the Father. No man can come to the Father in heaven except they come through me. The Bible says you must be born again. Salvation, forgiveness of sins, and eternal life is a gift. Listen, it's a gift that's made available to anyone, for whosoever, who repents and believes and confesses 
that Yeshua HaMashiach is Lord and that he died and rose from the dead to save mankind. This gift cannot be earned or bought by simply being good. It is a matter of faith and trust in a loving Savior. If you would like to receive Yeshua into your heart, please pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of your Son, Yeshua. Your word says, Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I am calling on you right here and right now. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Wash and cleanse me in your blood. I ask you to come into my heart to be Lord of my life. And according to your word, I now confess with my mouth the Lord Yeshua and believe in my heart that you have raised him from the dead. I confess and declare that Yeshua is Lord of my life. And I thank you for the gift of salvation through the blood that was shed on Calvary's cross. And by faith, I now receive this gift of eternal life. In Yeshua's name, I am saved. Amen and amen. If you have prayed this prayer with your whole heart, I want to welcome you into the family of God. This is the beginning of a new journey, a new you. God has now redirected your ship of life, but you will need discipleship. You need to be with other believers where you can grow and learn more about God and his word and his plan for your life. We would love to connect with you. If you don't have a home church and you live in the Grayson County, North Texas region, I recommend to you God's House of Faith and Worship Center located at 320 North Travis Street in Denison, Texas. This is a biblically sound and thriving ministry. Please use the contact links on our social media pages or website to let us know your testimony and how this ministry has influenced your life. To learn more, please visit www.nardagutson.com. Thank you for tuning in to Nardagutson Ministry Teaching Broadcast. I am Nardagutson, your host. Be sure to tune in next week, same time, same place, for another powerful, life-changing burden-removing, yoke-destroying, anointed word of God, where Yeshua is Lord, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Shalom.